Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, so yeah. His 40s are 40s, so yeah, oh yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Joshua. Nice to meet you, Joshua. Hello, Seth. Sethalopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Seth's actually not short for anything. It's literally just Seth. Um, it's it is it's Sethalopoulos. He's just embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> He's embarrassed. Dude, why do you have to tell everybody? Ugh. Anyway, uh, today we're going to be looking at four more songs in the Billboard Hot 100s. Um, so without ado, without further ado, <laughs> <laughs> how many seconds in are we? I already messed it up. Oh well. Anyway, what do we got here today, Josh? Today we have. Corona Familiar Ooh. La Cerveza Mas Fina Oh my Sounds Hecho so in Mexico Wow It's really Really stepping the game up today huh So this is the uh, The first time That it's not twist off Wow Wow That's also exciting But good news I have a bottle opener Attached to my keychain It's cause Josh always comes prepared Here actually uh, Seth why don't you do the honors You can crack it up first Oh what a nice guy Thank you There you go Cool like I wasn't flashy with that. Sorry. It's okay. It's hard to be flashy off camera, but you know. And what should we choose to? Um, to to having not been named Seath. Yeah, that's cool. uh, cheers to that. Sorry, anyone named Seath? That's kind of rude. Seath is a wonderful name. I've never met anyone named Seath. Okay. That being said, for any seats out there, totally that wasn't a diss. I was just <laughs> stating, just stating what I've experienced just, in life thus far. Sharing his personal experiences, my or my non-experiences, as it were. So um, how, do, how do you feel about the Corona? That here? was pretty good. I was into that. Normally, I actually drink um, Corona extras because you know I'm extra. Um, but this is actually really good. I'm really enjoying this. It's a little bit like it's a little bit darker. I think, mm. um, but it's really tasty. Uh, I'll be straight up. I'm always straight up, but um, <laughs> Josh is always real. <laughs> so last night, uh-huh. okay. So I helped host an event at the Federal, right? And the attendance wasn't so great. It was all right, you know. It was all right. So because of that, I felt a little more compelled to like buy more drinks just to sort of help sales. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> but I didn't quite figure like. You know you're going to get pretty drunk if you keep doing this. Right. So, <laughs> That's what happens. So I had like, I can't remember, maybe three or four shots of tequila. And oh, like, my God. And like three or four Coronas, uh-huh. which is what we're drinking now. I got pretty drunk, and I had a mild hangover, but I'm going to power through tonight despite. Well, you're doing <laughs> despite, great already, yeah. man. I mean, the fact that yeah. the fact that when we went out to pick the the 40s tonight and you were like yes to Corona and I didn't <laughs> even know that story, you're you're more of a more of a man than I am, Josh. I wouldn't say that. All right, so we're going to do music now. Yeah, let's talk the music. <laughs> it's, it's about the music. Um yeah, let's get into this. So, looking at the Billboard Hot 100, um, Bodeck Yellow is still on top, which is pretty awesome. It's stayed there. I think at this point it's probably riding the media hype of like, holy shit, it overtook Taylor Swift. First female rapper since Lauren Hill to have a number one spot. Oh shit. So, you know, hopefully it'll stay there for a while. Uh, number two is Rockstar. Number three is Look What You Made Me Do. Number four is 1-800. 
Uh, number five is Despacito. Number six is Unforgettable. Number seven is Feel It Still. Number eight is Believer. Number nine is Rake It Up. Number 10 is Sorry Not Sorry. Number 11 is Attention. Number 12 is Strip That Down. Number 13 is Slow Hands. Number 14 is Too Good at Goodbyes. Number 15 is Bank Account. Number 16 is There's Nothing Holding Me Back, which brings us to lucky number 17. <laughs> With uh, lucky number 17. <laughs> you know, it's lucky number 17. Um, with Thunder by Josh's favorite band, Imagine Dragons. Um, how excited are you about this on a scale from 1 to gonna, oh god, why? I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to say I'm going to just say this. I got to I'm going to pretend like I've never heard this band ever before. Okay, that's I'm be fair. As unbiased as I can. Yeah, no, that's that's. I'm I'm proud of you. Nice unbiased review. Let's uh let's get this going here. See what we got. So, uh, Josh, what'd you think of that? Um, I'm gonna start with what I liked. Okay. I liked, there was a melody I liked on the line, I think it was the line, who do you think you are, I wanna be a big star. Oh, yeah. I liked that little, um, descending melody. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the, um, sort of high, this high, like, thunder, um, oh, like in the circle. chorus? Yeah. Okay. I liked the highest thunder, it was, like, probably, I don't know if it was a female voice, I was, like... It might have been, like, um, a pitch-shifted Yeah, voice. it was definitely pitch-shifted, yeah. yeah. Um, that was cool. And I actually liked the solo. Um, mm, yeah. It sounded like a distorted and, like, modulated guitar, like, yeah, kind of underwater-ish. I actually liked the, just every, like, the sort of ambient, spacey sounds, like, synths as the chords and, like, the beat and then the solo. Yeah. I actually liked it. I, I just enjoyed the harmonies and melodies. Um... That's all I really liked. I I'm, I don't really like the singer's voice, honestly. Um, you know, actually, cut, cut gonna cut in real quick right yeah, there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, his voice actually in this song reminded me a lot of uh, Josier and Take Me to Church. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I don't know that song. Um, it it actually had not only did it sound like Josier's voice, but it actually had the same meter in the stanza in the verses as that song. So it super reminded me of it. Um, which is interesting because I feel like uh, Imagine Dragons doesn't really take that vocal style normally. Like, it sounded a little bit huskier yeah. than what they normally do. Yeah. Um, even in Believer, like, that didn't really sound like that. No. Um, so it almost sounded like he was trying to, like, pull, like, a Hosier kind of kind of vibe. So that would be, that was my comment on his voice. Right. It's, I mean, it's just, I didn't, I had almost zero emotional reaction to the song. <laughs> And whenever that happens, I'm surely not going to enjoy the song too much. Right. Um, you know, it's a bad sign. So, I, I can't, you know, I can't say too much more. I, I, I felt like this is one of those songs where it's like, it's designed not to be really attentively listened to. It's just supposed to be like, kind of very broad and stuck in your head. It's like, it's almost like they want the listener to be like, like half 
brain dead. So it's just like <laughs> it just gets like it just gets caught in their yeah. head. Like the thunder gets caught in their head, and it's just like you know. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not like, calling the uh, listener mindless. Just like the way that they want it to like zombify in your right. mind and yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely an earworm, you know, that, that chorus is. But it's funny because it's an earworm, even though there's, like, so little in substance in the chorus, in right. my opinion. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got you've got those two lines, but the word thunder makes up about 60 to 70% of the words in those two lines. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, you know, I'm going to say in Believer, back when we reviewed that... The one thing that I said that I did enjoy was the percussive element in the song, but in this song it felt super, like, agree, like, not egregious, that's the wrong word, but it was very much like the lead singer's like, hey guys, do you remember that I hit a bass drum in the songs? Let me hit the bass drum again to remind you that I have a bass drum. It's so cool. Thunder! It just, yeah. I don't know. It was one of those things where, like, it felt, this song just felt like an excuse for him to, like, put the bass drum in somewhere. Because, like, the, the bass drum was obviously the thunder. And so, like, <laughs> for me, it's like, did you just write a song about your bass drum? Is this, like, this, the dedication no, in the song? No, he wrote a song about being smarter and better than everyone. Oh, clearly. Yeah. You're right. Um, it's like, while my peers were laughing in class, I was scheming how I was going to get rich with my band. And now I am, and they're in the nosebleeds. <laughs> Making mediocre, forgettable <laughs> pop crap. Dude, I... No one's gonna care about in, like, five years. Right. Dude, I love how, like, the first stanza, well, he's, he's all... Money, whatever. What a... I was like, well, he's making money. Not, I mean, not that's that true. Not that really that, yeah, that means much to me, but, like, right. I guess, you know, it's nice for him. You know, must be nice, making money. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like, um, in that first verse... He's definitely like, I was never one to fall in line or say yes, sir, or like wait in the foyer. But it's like, but you're making like mediocre pop songs is the reality. That's a very interesting. To me, that's a very interesting insight. That that's yeah, man. You fucking hit the nail on the head there. So, the the song is a total contradiction, and if if you look at it from that perspective, which yeah. is, I agree, it's like. I never fall in line and like talking about being a rebel and XYZ and he's making super super middle of the road main middle of the road mainstream pop. Exactly. Crap. It's, like, it's like you just became like as as DJ Collinwood said, "Congratulations. You played yourself." You just played yourself. For real. Imagine Dragon singer um, slash whoever else wrote the lyrics for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, given that it seems like Believer and this song both have a clear theme, I would. I think it'd be safe to assume that the lead singer probably wrote it. But yeah, I just. I don't know. This song was just pretty average, you know. Like the the chorus sticks in my head now, but I'm sure once we listen to the next song, I'm not gonna remember it. Oh yeah, I will forget this within the night or tomorrow. I'll play for yeah, I didn't. I, I will. I didn't feel strongly against it. Sure, yeah. Which might even be worse. Like, you know how it's like <laughs> being indifferent is worse yeah. than, like, love or hate, maybe? Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right, I, Imagine Dragons. I will say, after we record Believer, I remembered it much more prominently after Josh Rossi oh, yeah. ripped that shit apart. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this song... I mean, they, they say that, as an artist, you should either strive to be the best or just the absolute fucking worst train wreck imaginable, but being yeah. mediocre is, like, the worst because then you're just forgotten. In a second, like you say, so. Great. Anyway, sorry, Imagine Dragons. It's product. I mean, I have, 
I'm gonna say something a little bit whatever. Uh, <laughs> not not so exciting about top forty music, but okay. in general, it's product. It's not. It's 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 kind of rare you're gonna get top forty music and have something that's like kind of genuine or emotional right. or yeah. like or or interesting or new or groundbreaking. Like yeah. that's not gonna, too common in top forty. That's music. why when we saw that Bruno Mars song, we were like, wow, this is like a legit genuine song. Um, I've like still been listening to that that actually that whole album since we reviewed that song. It's all great. Mm. Um, and yeah, again, like I'm so happy that we <clears> ran into a song like that where it's like this is a nice, genuine, well-made song. Yeah, very well crafted. I yeah. feel like that, and even even more so for me was uh, humble. Yeah, Kendrick, totally. Kendrick is a total. I, I I like him a lot. Yeah, definitely like a real like artist like crafting his songs. Yeah. Yeah, it comes. Kendrick comes from a, like a genuine place, and he's also like very skilled and. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I like his stuff a lot. Yeah, well, cool. Let's go to the next song then. Um, let's see here. So that was um, Imagine Dragons. It's actually yeah. It's we're already at number seventeen. So um, let's just keep going. Wild Thoughts with DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Uh, number eighteen. Uh, Ed Sheeran, Shape of You is 19. Maroon 5 with What Lovers Sometimes Do is number 20. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> say, say, say now, baby. Actually, really quick, dude. <laughs> so I heard that on the radio in a 7-Eleven I went into today. Oh, no. And I heard the hey, hey, say, say now, baby. And I, I heard it and actually didn't recognize it. But then <laughs> when I recognized what it was, I only heard him singing it in your voice. And it was... <laughs> It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> that was a really quick, really close spit take. That was mid, mid chug when you said that. Sorry, bro. You can't hear his voice. You can just hear me like monotone. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's like Adam Levine, like being all uppity, except just to replace with Josh's voice being like, hey, 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 now, baby. This <laughs> is the, the best. Anyway, um, so that's number 20. Mijente is 21. Uh, that's what I like. It's twenty two. I get the bag. Twenty three. Praying is twenty four. We did get the. Pa- oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I so forgot. Okay. Yeah. Um, young dumb and broke. Young dumb and broke is twenty five. Body like a backroads is twenty six. Exo tour LLIF three is twenty seven. Humble period is twenty eight. What about us is twenty nine. Which brings us to the number thirty spot. Ooh, thirty. Let's drink to thirty. Oh yeah. The big three zero. Oh yeah. It's only 10 away from 40. Uh, oh, wait, was that the joke? Okay, my bad. I don't know. Um, 30 is Something Just Like This by Chainsmokers and Coldplay. That's weird. It's, are those two different bands? Those are two different bands. Well, I know Coldplay's a band, but... It's weird that it's not Chainsmokers featuring Coldplay. It's like Chainsmokers and Coldplay together. Yeah. Wow. There's going to be like two drum sets at the same time. Oh, shit. Not really, but... That would actually be... If they just were like, fuck it, and just went into like a, a super hardcore metal, like, <laughs> dual drums. Yeah. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to go metal, yeah. I'd really, be yeah. so down. What if Chainsmokers oh. were just like, you know what, we're a metal band now? I'd be down. I would respect them more. Yeah, I would too. Even though I don't know them now, so I should Well, just, yeah. I guess we should wait to see what our respect, uh... Mm. Where it's where it really lies. All right, don't smoke, kids. It's not good for you. Stay in school. Like 
Um, so, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I went into this song really wanting to hate it. <laughs> um, I know that's some bias, but, uh, some bias. Um, I, I went into it and was like, I really don't like the Chainsmokers. I really don't like the style of music that Coldplay is doing, like, lately. So I feel like I'm just gonna hate this song. <laughs> but when I listened to it, I actually, uh, I actually kind of enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, it's not to say I thought it was, like, necessarily a great song or even really a good song, but I definitely didn't think it was, like, an outright awful song. I think in part because, uh, the production on it's actually really good. Um, there were a lot of, like, kind of swooping synth effects that were going on in there that I actually really enjoyed and thought were interesting, like, sonically. Um, a lot more than just, like, a cut and paste. Like, it felt like there were a lot of transitional bits that happened that were, mm -hmm. at, at least had some thought put into them. Um, and, you know, I actually really liked... I really liked uh, Chris Martin's... Um, I like the pre-chorus a lot in this song. Yeah. Um, and the way that he did, like, the doo-doo-doos, normally that kind of shit would bug me, but for, for whatever reason, the way that Chris Martin was doing it, it sounded kind of, like, magical and full of wonderment and hope. And it was just, like... It was a cool little... It was a cool little moment in the song when, like, you know, it was just the piano and he kind of did, like, the down lows and then he went up to the octave... Um, it was really cool. I really liked that. Um, but I just, I just couldn't decide how I felt about the chorus, honestly. I felt like this song was definitely, uh, it was plagued by the common, like, all right, where's the drop gonna be? It's gotta go somewhere. We gotta mm -hmm. make a drop in every top 40 song. So, like, <laughs> this definitely felt like it was like, all right, we're gonna put the drop in the chorus. Duh, because it's the chorus. It's where the drop will go. And, uh, you know, you're gonna, uh, get paid a ton of money to do it, and, uh, you're just gonna, you know, sing one line, and then we're just gonna rock out. Does that sound good? Perfect. And that's just, like, what they did. Like, I don't know. And, like, the, the stuff in the verse with, like, the superhero stuff was kind of cheesy. Mm -hmm. I kind of wasn't really feeling it too much. I, you know, it's kind of cute, but you're also, like, a 40-year-old man, so, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, like I get it. You're like full of childlike wonder and innocence, but like, I don't know, man. It just, it just didn't. It didn't speak to a certain uh, maturity that I would expect out of somebody with Chris Martin's age and and years and doing music. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. I think it's because the song is the audience is younger. Yeah, um, that's fair. Real quick before I get into it. Yeah, yeah. So the 40 is between my legs and there's a light coming in <laughs> okay. from the side. And so the shadow of the top of the bottle uh -huh. looks like a... <laughs> but like a very short, very squat... Well, no, I... Yeah. Well, but I was envisioning like... Because the shadow... The shadow's just cutting off the other part of it, so it's just a normal... But it's just like the... You just see the tip, mostly. It's just, just the tip? Just the tip. Most... Well, you know, mostly. Largely the tip? Um, anyway, that aside... <laughs> um... Anyway, my <laughs> aside... No, it's not my <laughs> It's just the shadow of the bottle. <laughs> anyway, my bottle <laughs> aside... Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I... I also had low expectations for the song. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I liked that song. Yeah? I liked the song. I think... I would agree that the verses... The concept I am okay with. The idea that, like, you feel less than, you know... Yeah. However that scenario comes about. In this case, he's sure. reading about superheroes. And he's like, I'm not... 
anywhere near any of that. Right. Um, but I liked, I liked the the, the melody and the chords. And mm-hmm. Chris Martin is very good at, at singing with an emotive, mm-hmm. very um, sensitive kind of feeling to him. Totally. And so there is like. There's this kind of like slightly sad um, longing to the verses, the emotion, um, and then there's like this really nice um, sort of tender reassurance when he's when he's like she she just wants someone you know she can turn to and she can kiss. There's something really sweet about that. Yeah. Um, which you know we all probably we all feel those ways sometimes. So I like that, and then I also did like the chorus. I like yeah. I like the synth sound. I like the beat and the rhythm. Um, my head started bobbing, you know, I was, That's true. and then it, and it brought the energy back to where it's like the more exciting, like sort of happier or content feeling yeah. once you, and it's like, once you get there, cause it's like, nah, you know, and, and then we were joking about it, but it's, it's not something just like this. That's like a. That's like a beating around the bush way of saying like, <laughs> no, I want this. I'm happy. I want this. You yeah. Know, nice, you know? Yeah. That's true. Um, so overall I, I enjoyed the song. You know, I think that while I was listening to the song, um, I don't think I liked it quite as much as you did, but listening to the song, um, it actually kind of, like, the song, at least the, like, the structure and the way that Chris Martin was singing actually did kind of remind me of, like, an, like a throwback to, like, older, like, Coldplay yeah. songs and, like, styles of writing. Yeah, I, I felt the same. So maybe that's why I appreciate it a little more is because, <laughs> like, it, it did feel like kind of a combo between, like, the electronic side and, like, kind of where their roots came from. Um, even though, again, I think this is pretty much pretty much saying that Coldplay is involved is kind of laughable considering it's basically just Chris Martin doing yeah. all the all the heavy lifting. But it, it reminded me of, like, almost, like, some stuff off of X and Y... Or, like, the earlier albums where there was electronic influences, but they were still a rock band. Um, Like, the the vocals definitely reminded me of, like, you know, Chris Martin asserting himself as, like, a rock singer uh, more than, like, an EDM singer. Yeah, I I can't comment too much on that. I'm just going to make a different point, I guess. Given all that I said, I will add that it didn't hit me as strongly in an emotional way or like a way of connecting and remembering and you know all that it didn't hit me that strong the way that certain of their earlier like first couple records did sure yeah but it it was you know enjoyable and it it was more enjoyable than most top 40 songs that we hear yeah for me yeah i agree this is definitely like in the higher pantheon which again like totally surprises me like i didn't think i was gonna like the song at like one bit but i actually ended up enjoying the song quite a bit more than i thought i would that's actually so going off of that that's actually kind of an interesting point that i i want to i want to discuss with you real quick i feel like um going back to your comment about how it's like it wasn't as emotionally charged and like as deep as uh, coldplay's earlier work yeah um i feel like when coldplay was more of like the standard rock band lineup um i i felt a little more like sincerity and honesty in their in their songs and in their performances and um but i realized that part of that comes from a bias for me where they they were playing with actual instruments you know they were playing with guitars and drums and bass and there was clearly the rock band setup and i personally enjoy that and i think i connect to that emotionally a little bit more than electronic music in general um so i think a question that i would like to bring up because i haven't really explored this too much 
is um, can you connect to electronic music the same way that you can connect to like rock music like on an emotional level um yeah that's a I've actually thought about that a lot I think that's a very interesting subject it's like you could write a book about that um yeah my as of today though my opinion may change as of today I feel like as humans the most direct thing that we we use to communicate emotion is our voice that's true so and we that's what we grow up we learn tones and we learn different things so the way I look at it is that the voice is like one of the most or the most expressive instrument and so the more the more closely an instrument can do the things that a voice can do I feel the more emotional um, it could be Interesting. so like the problem a potential problem with certain electronic music is that like sometimes you lose things that the voice can do to express itself like sure yeah like um like a guitar you can you can strum and strike different angles and, right. and like intensity you and can you like, can like you can like bend the you string can bend and you can play with dynamics you can be really quiet or loud right there's certain things that are not as easy to do electronically yeah. but you can you can do them electronically so my opinion would be like you it, electronic music can it can be emotional i don't know if it can be as emotional as like certain other intimate instruments mm-hmm. but maybe it can i don't know i mean my my experience so far has been the same as yours where i tend to it tends to be easier for me to emotionally connect to those like uh instruments with more or easier yeah. ways of expressing yeah and i mean like i have a lot of friends who are very into electronic music and so i guess i guess for for two guys that are from pretty much rock based bands um, this is probably a question that maybe should be asked to somebody who is more in the electronic world. Oh, you know what? I should, I want to say something real quick. Yeah, yeah. A, a band that I think is very emotional and very, uh, I love, that's more, totally more synth-based yeah. is Beach House. Oh, yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. they, they, they're, so they, they're a good example of, like, very synth-oriented, but very emotional and... Uh, music. They do have guitar, but it's it's mostly synths for the most part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I've heard a couple songs with them too, and they are very. They do like pull from like an emotional level for sure. There, there's bands out there that definitely like are instrumental, but also have that emotional pull. Um, all the other bands that I'm thinking of, though, I realize are um, are more of like rock bands that are instrumental, so that doesn't really count right. here. So I think it's, I guess it's more of like there's I, so many things. Yeah, sorry, it's because even in the guitar, like you can you can shake it and get a little vibrato. Yeah, the guitar know, is like, very like expressive. a voice when you kind of warble your voice. It has a certain emotional content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same, like all the instruments that you have to use your own breath for, like that's a whole other level of. Yeah, you've yeah. got, like, flutes and saxophones yeah, and all that. <clears throat> trumpet. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's a good point, though, that, like, the closer you can get to, like, the human voice, the, the more of, like, an emotional uh, response you're going to have in people. I think that, like, for some electronic music, to me, anyway, it seems like a lot of times you have, like, um, you have, like, samples of singers kind of, like, 
<laughs> you could say it's something just like this. <laughs> uh, but you have um, you have singers in electronic music that are very expressive, but then it's sort of it's almost like covered in some cases by like you know the beat or like the synth. And it more like as a blend instead of the vocals kind of sitting on top of it. Right. Um, and so sometimes, to me anyway, that I feel like that takes away from a little bit of the emotional resonance because it feels more artificial. Like it feels like it's going more away from like the or- the organic sound. Um, and maybe that's why I'm more into like real instruments is because I feel like you can like the expression through them is greater and you can kind of feel that more than you can through electronics. Um, that being said, um, I don't know if you've listened a lot to Skrillex. Uh, just a little bit, yeah. Okay. Because he is able to just... Some of the things that he's able to do with his sound are pretty out of control and, like, very, uh, not, like, generic sounding. Like, he can, you know, he can make things just sound like, you know, fucking, like, robots talking or, like, sometimes having sex, as people have said. (laughs) But... Um, he's a dude who's very good at like having expressiveness through electronic music um, in a way that I think is really unique and cool. So maybe somebody to check out later. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, I feel like this is a conversation that you know maybe doesn't have a real conclusion here. Yeah, no, it's open ended, for sure. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, I've always I've always uh, found myself connecting more with like rock, traditional like instruments as opposed to like synths um but i respect synths a lot for the the range of sound they can do and for the amount of applications they can have in a song like they can do all like they can basically do anything um and i and you know again like i don't (laughs) i don't particularly like the chain smokers as a group but i really respect the control in this song that they have over like the sounds and over like the things that they're able to do to like pull certain sonic, you know, frequencies in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely respect that a lot. I think this is probably the best use of that from their music that I've heard, well, probably almost ever. So, so yeah. What is the next song we should uh, be discussing? Yeah, let's discuss next song after something just like this. It's number thirty-one. What ifs? Kane Brown featuring Lauren Elena. Sounds cool. I'm actually kind of excited. I know absolutely nothing about either yeah. of those artists. We can actually have a blank slate this time. That's cool. Wow. That's fun. What if I was made for you and you were made for me? What if this is it? What if it's meant to be? What if I ain't one of them fools just playing some game? I mean, what if, Josh? What, what, what if we just make out right now? What, and, what what, if, and what if we like it? Yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> what if we like it indeed? Oh, oh man. man. That I, line, I like, that line made me laugh. He's like, what if I kiss you and what if you liked it? Or something like that. Or we liked it. I, at, I the think, end, at the end, he's like, what if? <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> I think the bigger question is what if you didn't like it? Like, then, what if you guys yeah. make out and you're just like, oh. Oh, man, your breasts. Oh. Okay, I'm going to just go on a little tangent <laughs> little tangent here. Okay. Okay. The Like, I mean, it it sounds obvious, but, like, I'm, like, really particular about how people's breath smells. 
Really? Yeah. Like, I, I notice it, and it's, like, very intimately part of them. I think that's a pretty standard and, thing, though. Yeah. But then, like, with girls, like, a girl could be, like, super nice and, like, attractive, and, like, we get along, like, amazingly well. Mm-hmm. But if, if they had a breath that was, like, just didn't sit well with me... It probably just couldn't happen. It's over. Because I've met a few girls, like, I wasn't super into them, but they were, like, nice and, yeah. you know, like, we're friends. But there's, like, I know a few of them, and I'm just, like, I'm, like, what's going on? Like, Aww. and it's, like, I don't, I, I, you know? Yeah. Like, nothing against them. It's just, like, it's just unpleasant. It's just a, de- it's just a deal breaker. It's just unpleasant. Yeah, you know, um, I gotta say, like, unless if it's really bad, I feel like bad breath is something that I just kind of give people the benefit of the doubt for. Right. Like, I'm just kind of like, oh, maybe you're just having a night where, like, you know... No, it's some you of were, them, it's just You didn't want to brush your teeth, or... It might be a pheromone thing. Like, you know, some people, like, that whole theory, I don't really know much about it, but, like, that we're attracted without, like, we don't know why, like... Yeah. Certain people's natural scent we're attracted to. Yeah. Because, like been you know certain girls like what would be quote-unquote bad breath or like quote-unquote not good like smelling natural smelling like yeah those times like it certain girls like i don't mind actually enjoy it oh interesting you know? yeah maybe it is a pheromone thing whatever that means i mean maybe she's born with it <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like a girl has like morning breath but like you actually like it it's like that yeah dude no, I mean, well, that's that's the other thing, too, is, like, I feel like breath is something, <laughs> there's a lot of fine points to it, you know? Um, a lot more fine points than you might suspect, because, you know, there's breath where, like, you've just woken up together and it's nice, versus, like, breath where, like, you're going out and, like, maybe it's not the right, maybe it's just about setting, you know, like, maybe if you smell a certain kind of breath in a certain kind of setting, it's not right, versus if you smell in a different kind of setting, it's, like, more okay. No, I don't, I don't feel that way. <laughs> no. For me, it's more just, like, black and white. It's Damn. Like, it's just, like, the scent does it or not, you know. That's funny. Um, okay, song, the song, Song-wise, <laughs> there's actually nothing uh, about bad breath in the song, though. That's true, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, if I could actually, uh, start this one out, um, I actually think that this is probably the most, uh, pop country that I've heard in quite some time. This is, like, a very much, like, it's, it's equal parts pop and country, you know? Right. Um, which is interesting because, like, (laughs) I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it. Again, like, this is the second song where I'm, like, kind of on the fence. Because I think, like... I don't know. Because, like, he definitely has the twang in his voice, for sure. So, to me, that's, like, you're definitely a country singer. But the instruments in the background, despite my professed love for violin and banjo and mandolin and all things country-related, in this song, I feel like it just didn't feel... It didn't really feel right, you know? Like, yeah. it felt a little forced. It was a little bit of an awkward... I, I felt it didn't... I don't... I, you know, I, it's all subjective, but I agree. I, I felt that the pop country mix was, like, kind of not... Like, it was weird. Yeah. You know what I almost... I, what I almost wish is they had gone a little bit lighter on the pop and a little heavier on the country, and I think it would have worked out a little better. Because, yeah. um, like, I feel like... I feel like it actually wasn't the... It wasn't the extra instruments that were loading it down. I actually think it was, like, the beat that was loading it down. Right. Because there was, like, yeah. uh... There was, like, that, uh... That, what do you call it? It's, like, a... It's, like, that... That 
crash symbol like slide in there was a lot of like those swells that were happening i feel like the beat just felt really heavy and the vocals felt really overproduced and then you've got like the jangly banjo and like the fun violin part and those felt like organic but they also felt really out of place given the rest of the production on the song in my opinion i i uh yeah i'm sorry i kind of interrupt you i kind of interrupted you and i'm not even gonna like comment on what you said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, oh, I'm just, you're bro. just thinking about the song. Like, oh, okay. No, 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 I'm sorry. Go for I, it. I don't know. I, I, okay, the lyrics were, I couldn't relate too much, and I didn't like the voice too much, not much emotional response. I felt a little weird about what if I change your name. I know I'm, I'm being, like, maybe too sensitive, but, like, it always struck me, like, ever since, ever since I thought about it, and, like, I had a teacher in high school that kind of expressed a similar opinion was like the idea of a woman taking the guy's name is like there's a slight overtones of like ownership or property that makes mm-hmm. me that makes me uncomfortable a little bit like if i ever got married it would totally be like like let's sit down like, and talk about it kind of thing it would it would just be totally up to what they want to do like yeah i i have no i i don't feel any need to like uh, my wife takes my name right or it's not even my name you know but it's like takes that name you know i mean yeah so that'd just be whatever she wants to do i mean if it's nice if they want to if they feel like they they're closer to you somehow from that but yeah um the one line i did like was what if this is our last first kiss i was like oh it's a little cheesy but it's kind of clever and fun and yeah sweet. I, I like that too that. it's sweet i like that too i definitely yeah. like had that lyric in mind when i was listening back um yeah, and you know, um, as far as the name-taking thing, I actually, I definitely agree with you. Um, it's, it's kind of ownership, and it's also, like, I don't know. Like, I feel, I think it's based in, like, that old school, uh, the old school tradition of, like, you know, the men want to carry on the family name or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. which, like, I get it, but, like, on the other hand, it's, like, I think we're kind of at a different time now. And I, there is a logistical not don't know the right word but there is a very obvious problem is that when when no when the names are different than the child it's like if they have a like a hyphenated like double oh, name, right yeah it's like literally within like two generations if people just keep hyphenating and adding their last name it would become <laughs> it would become insane you've got like eight hyphens yeah so it's like the kid it, the kids should adopt one or the other probably right. you know just right. you you know have, figure that out however yeah, I mean, what my what my parents decided is they gave they gave me and my sister uh, my mom's last name as our middle names, and then my dad's last name as our last name. Yeah, so like that way we have like both both my mom and my dad's last name as part of so our. So what names. is your middle name? Uh, my middle name is Schlum. There you go. It's real. It's a. There real... you have it. Little <laughs> secret that very few people know, and now everyone knows. Oh shit! Don't steal my social Seth, security number, bruh. Seth Schlum Hansen. Seth Schlum Hansen. That's my name. It's uh, extremely Jewish, that's and I'm. Ex- don't don't wear it out. Yeah, please don't wear it out. I need that name. I need to use that name later in life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's very Jewish. I'm very proud of it. Uh, my mom grew up with the last name of Schlum. So S C H, right? No. It's actually S H L O M. Oh, okay. It's All actually right. like Shalom, but it's without yeah. the A, okay. so it's just Schlum. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a badge I wear proudly. Um. And. Uh, I just, yeah, that was, yeah, my my grandma's last name was Schlum Kaskowitz, 
because her last name was Kaskowitz and my grandfather's last name was Schlum. So that last name has actually been passed down quite a ways, uh, which is also kind of cool. But um, I think for them to, they they wanted to keep the tradition of having both last names, and so they put the middle name as the one and the last name as the other. I don't really think it was gendered specific. I just think that's kind of how my grandma chose it, and that's how my mom and my dad chose it. Mm-hmm. I think that having... I think having two kids in the modern age grow up with the last name of Schlum would be kind of intense. So I think that they figured that yeah. would work better as a last name, and then Hanson is like a more common last name. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be real, there there's greater likelihood that you would have been maybe targeted by certain bully kids. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. It's funny because like. No, I mean, if your name was, if your last name was. If Schlum. my last name was Schlum. Yeah. yeah no, totally. I mean, yeah. like where I grew up, there were a lot of there were a lot of Jewish kids around, so the likelihood was lower. But there were still bullies, and you know, bullies will fucking use anything. You know, yeah. I mean, Schlum just sounds different, and so like I'm yeah. sure that would just that would be enough of a trigger. Um, plus, yeah. I was like I was like under five feet tall in high school and middle school, so things were a little weird. And then you had a major growth spurt. Yeah. You know what? It was after my bar mitzvah. And then, then once you were like just normal height, everyone was cool again. Yeah. kind of sad how people can be that way sometimes. No, yeah, totally. I had, uh, there were a ton of people that I thought were really cool and I wanted to hang out with, and like before sophomore year of high school I was like well I guess this is my lot in life and then I suddenly <laughs> and then I I suddenly was I like guess this is my lot in life uh, I was I was ready to be like well I guess I'm that fucking 4 foot 11 kid whatever uh, and then I suddenly shot up to like 5 6 and everybody was like oh my god you're a human let's talk and I was like what fuck off yeah you know what <laughs> I heard I had a creative writing class way back in my, like, early years of college. Yeah. And the teacher said, at the bottom of every joke, there's a tragedy, and at the bottom of every tragedy, there's a joke. And it's <laughs> that's kind of... Real, that's I, really funny. Yeah, however true... It's kind of messed up, but Yeah, funny. however true that is, I like it. And I thought of that because when I laughed so hard at you being like, that's my lot in life, <laughs> I instantly thought of that quote, and I was like... I was like, maybe I'm laughing so hard because there's something, like, really sad and... Like, something profoundly sad about that Profoundly sad, yeah, because... No, there is, because, like, a lot of people, like, you don't control certain things about your body and how you're born. Yeah. Things like... And then, like, it literally affects... It can really affect your life in a very, like, profound day-to-day level that's kind of, like, hard and sad. Dude, absolutely. I mean... I had to deal with being short for a very... I, I, well, let's see. How old was I when I was a sophomore? 14? 15? No, I was definitely, like, 14. So I guess about half of my life, I grew up being, you know, bullied and very short. And, uh... You know, and I was kind of like, well, I guess I just kind of, I just got, got to figure this out. You know, this is just how I'm living. Yeah. And then suddenly when I wasn't, I was like, wow, um, things are easier, but I have been, uh, I've been profoundly yeah. affected by it's, my upbringing. It's kind of like, um, like my sister, like she went through like a brief chubby phase, Aww. you know, yeah. and, like, and then like. maybe sophomore year like things just like freshman or sophomore year like things flipped and like she was like you know average or fit but like suddenly everybody was like whoa suddenly it was like yeah suddenly it was like oh you're like a kind of chubby blonde girl and then all of a sudden it was like oh you're like a hot blonde girl 
and then she's like, and "Fuck like all life. y'all." Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what. Yeah, but it's good. Like, and I've I, I've gone through. I, I was also slightly chubby, but I've gone through other weird things. You were chubby. I don't want to get into it. Just a little bit. I can't. Like, I can't like even imagine. Year. I mean, I can't imagine you looking any different because I was like barely chubby to be honest. But I was a okay. little. I was a little for a brief time. But there were okay. other weird things about me. I don't want to get into, into. But um. Okay. But like, it helps. Like when you're when you're when you go through those like phases and periods where you're you know like cast aside as like you're you're on the out group you know for whatever reason yeah you know? totally like we've all been there and i've been there and yeah it, 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 it's good i think it's good for the soul in a certain way well because i think if, if you grow like for me like if you grow up that way then you kind of come into the world with a certain amount of empathy you know and like an understanding and patience and so like when you see other people in that situation you're like i've been there i get it like yeah t- life can be hard sometimes you know and you just gotta fucking deal with it and hopefully people around you aren't total dicks and so like when you encounter somebody that's in a similar situation you're like well if i'm not a total dick to you maybe it'll make things a little bit nicer for you yeah um also you kind of find out who like your friends are because like yeah. you know because i i had a fair amount of friends when i was under five feet tall and i kept those friends as i got taller but i definitely like there were certain friends that i like met and made and like acquaintances that i met and made when i was taller and i was kind of like i'm gonna keep an eye out <laughs> just in case if this is a fad yeah but uh for some and for some of them it wasn't and for some it was and that's just kind of how life goes sometimes yeah um, anyway, what song were we reviewing? Ooh, sorry. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. Oh, you fucked sorry. it up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. I was trying to, like, never burp again, girls, oh, like that. Oh, sorry. But it, all right, guys. Minus one point to yeah. House Rossi. Um, sorry, dude. We uh, were covering what song. ifs. Yeah, country song. Um, I, I have no idea what the point was <laughs> before we were talking about that, but, um. Whatever. Let's, I, let's move on. Yeah? yeah? You want to move on? Well, I, feel I, don't, like have, I, something... I don't have anything else to say about okay. it. Okay. I'll listen if you have something. The only other thing I wanted to say is I actually really enjoyed uh, the the backup singer's voice. Um, mm-hmm. Although I did think that her call and response lines were a tad cheesy at times. Right. But um, I, I appreciated the effort that was put out, and I thought her voice was good. Fudge. That reminds me. Yeah. The one other thing I did like about the Imagine Dragon song. Okay was there was a moment in like the second verse where there there were harmony vocals that I liked a lot. That okay. That's it. So, Man, the Imagine Dragons song. So did, mo- moving on. That yeah. song have harmonies? There's like one spot, yeah. Oh, okay. the second verse. Oh, you're right. Well, yeah. you did mention that part. You mentioned how you Maybe liked I it. Maybe I did. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. Anyway. Uh, well, good effort. Let's move on. Good effort. Man, I sound like that asshole, like, math teacher, where it's like, two no. plus two equals six, and you're no, like, that's no. a good effort. Oh my god, I've had such a weird, smor- like, array of math teachers. Well, you you were gonna say smorgasbord, yeah, I heard I that, I and was. you should have said it, because I would have yeah. been fully backing that. There, I'm gonna just, okay. <laughs> no, say it. Give me 20 okay. seconds, alright. Dude, I'll give you more than that, baby. Oh, I was in seventh yeah. Grade. What? <laughs> Sorry. That's all I need, Seth. Okay. Alright, when, when I was in seventh grade... <laughs> True story. Wow, 20 seconds, yeah. that's it? Sorry, uh, ladies. Sorry, cheap. ladies. No, no, you're calling me a cheap date. Oh, okay, my bad. That was that was an offense to me. Don't try to don't try to play that no, off. No, I thought, okay, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was I was reworking it. Like, I can't let, you know. Anyway, you were in seventh seconds. grade. Second or third round. Second or third. I, I, second okay. or third round, I got you, ladies. All right, anyway, seventh grade, okay. I had a Mr. Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Mr. Shapiro, the math teacher. Uh-huh. He was, like, pretty good at his job, but he had a short fuse okay. and was, like, 
like he literally would just shout and like scream <laughs> like he was he was on the cusp of just like punching people out okay and so like there were times yeah. where like he'd get so pissed he would like slam like he oh my god he used this long ruler to point at the whiteboard oh shit he would fucking slam that shit on a kid's what? desk what if he was like pissed fuck, off dude? yeah like this one kid Muhammad would like always draw guns and like he noticed the kid wasn't paying attention and he just like flipped out and like what the fuck fucking yelled for like 10 minutes oh and like slammed the thing down it was like intense he got <laughs> and he got fired and so he was replaced. probably rightfully yeah. so yeah yeah he got fired he was replaced by Mr. Leinert Mr. Leinert okay and Leinert he literally said the words once again like it was the end of, end of every sentence or the beginning <laughs> of every sentence he's like and once again and he said it just like that once again <laughs> wait what you divide Why? the divide the uh, x to isolate or like whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah I forgot the 7th grade math I mean I know it but yeah. he just said once again all the time and like that was the only thing that got us through cause other than that it was like the most boring <laughs> voice and like teaching style you could imagine and he wouldn't let you go to the bathroom he was what? like, he would not let anyone go to the bathroom. Dude, that's so brutal. I don't, he had some weird, like, really Anti-bathroom thing? Weird fetish. He just wanted kids to sit and... Damn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, Timmy, I want to... You, you got to sit there. Yeah. You got to hold it. You got to hold it for... Hold for, it for, for me. 40 yeah. minutes, Timmy. You just got to just gotta hold it. Hold on. I'm going to put on some butt rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, you see, kids. That's a callback. It's yeah. when in comedy you use a previous joke yeah. and you you bring it up later yeah. when you least suspect it. His voice wasn't like it would have been like I'm gonna put on some butt rock <laughs> and once again I will, oh my God. I will watch you squirm in your pain to keep it in. That's so funny. I think if I was in that class, I probably wouldn't be able to pay attention with how hard I'd be laughing constantly yeah. throughout that class. Um. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's move on. Um. So next up, uh, we have something that is decidedly. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be pop country. It's by SZA, uh, who we, who we went over last week. It's called Love Galore. It's featured Travis Scott. Wait, what was she in last week? She was in uh the Mar- the Maroon Five song. Oh, she actually. did the guest vocal. Yeah. But she, her guest vocals were probably the best part of that song. Yeah. Was, so yeah. I'm excited. I was saying last week I was excited to hear her own song. And I'm excited to hear it now. So let's uh, check it out. See what we got going on here. Why you bother me when you know you don't want me? Yeah. Why you bother me when you know you got a woman? Yeah. Why you hear me when you know you know better? Know you know better. Know you grew better than you do. Call me looking for you. Yeah. I be looking for you. Yeah. Got me looking forward to weekends. I actually really like that song. That was my favorite so far. Yeah. That was the last one. That was my favorite. Yeah. Th- I think that's that's probably one of the first times this, that's happened on this show, right? Yeah. I I like her voice a lot. There's like yeah. there's something very emotional and sincere. Totally. And like the melody, I fucking I loved the melody of the song. Yeah. It was like everything seemed to work together well. Like nothing was distracting. It was I was able to like follow the voice and the and the mm-hmm. words and the melody and the emotion. And like the instruments didn't distract, they added and they and they enhanced. Yeah, the, in, the like we got to talk about that production and the I, instrumentals. I love the it's I so love, cool. I love that bass line and the chord progression. Mm-hmm. It's fucking, I love that 
And then, like, it's, like, this weird, like, synth that was, like, uh, pitch adjusting. So it was, like, yeah. this weird... It's, like, it gives you the nostalgic feeling because it's, like, you're watching an old 80s VHS or something. Right, totally. And then, like, just everything about... Really everything about it I loved. Um, you know, it's, like, uh, it's just another song about the complexity of love yeah attraction totally. relationships mm-hmm. xyz and but you know yeah, what was... like i even thought that travis scott's verse was really good yeah um like it really it, it really did add a lot to the song and i actually i don't know if you caught it but it sort of came in at like a, a beat or like a meter that wasn't exactly on the one mm. so it kind of was like a surprise but it was cool because he just like came in and just like went for it yeah um yeah, I mean, so I don't know if you listen, if you know who FKA Twigs is. I know who they are. Okay. I've heard the name. Okay, yeah. Um, it's basically, I think it's just one one person, possibly. She probably has, like, a production team, but she actually, her, the last EP that she came out with, like, it has a lot of that sort of, like, wavy synth sound on it, and it reminded me a lot of that. Um... Which I really, I really love that because it's very like it gives you sort of this like hypnotic kind of like intoxicated feeling with the beat. Uh-huh. Um, it's cool. It gives it like a very like dreamy sort of sort of soundscape. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just yeah, I agree. I just loved, I loved basically everything about it. Um, her voice was great. Like this is this was a perfect example of like if you give like a, a talented artist like you just give them free reign to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, make something awesome. Um, yeah. I, I would say, though, the only... I think the only thing that I had a problem with, uh, again, there was just a lot of ad-libs. And for the most part, I didn't mind it. But sometimes it would come up and it would be a little distracting. Um, yeah. Especially, like, I think that mm-hmm. in some of the slower parts, the song could have done without them, I think. I right. think that in some places, the ad-libs were fine, and, like, they definitely, like, worked to, like, add, like, punctuation to the song. Um, but I think that there was just kind of an overuse of them, in my opinion. Like, I think that you could have probably cut a lot of the ones out of the verses. I think when Travis Scott came in, like, you know, that's kind of his thing, so, like, throwing them in there would be chill, but, like, I just, I just felt like, I think it was a, it was a good call to definitely dial back, like, the volume of them, because they were definitely, like, in the background, and they were sort of, like, washed out, um, so it kind of added to sort of the dreamscape of the song, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I, I maybe it's the problem of like once I once I heard them I couldn't unhear them and so it was like distracting to me. Right. So maybe that's just my own. Well, problem. you know what's distracting to me? What's that? I can see that there are hamburgers on your underwear. <laughs> that's true. There Seth, are. Seth has hamburger boxer. Listen, Josh. Not only are there hamburgers on my boxers, uh, but they say nice buns on them. Oh my god. So. Shout out to Eva. Eva, Thanks. you're one lucky gal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for these. Um, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm going to try to make that transition back as smooth as possible. Okay. Um, these boxers are very comfy, though. I'll give you they that. They look comfy, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. They're just as comfy <laughs> as they look. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this song really was great. I mean, it really did. What if uh, what, what if we uh, took those boxers off? <laughs> okay. And what if we liked it? Okay, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the song. Yeah, what yeah. if, Josh? What if 
Man, that's gonna be. I would say that would be the joke of the episode, but we're on the last song, so I right. guess I guess we missed that chance. We, yeah. Too yeah. bad. What ifs wasn't higher up, and then we could have made that joke the whole episode. But gotta gotta settle for that for that sloppy <laughs> second sec, sloppy last sloppy joes. Yeah. Sloppy joes. Maybe I'm just hungry. Anyway, um, no, the song was great. I you know other than the ad libs, I really didn't have anything that I. I didn't really find anything wrong with it outside of the ad libs, to be honest. I thought everything else was really good, and even like the outro thing was was kind of cool because you could tell that was like her mom talking to her or like yeah. her grandma, and that was yeah. that was like a nice touch because like she's talking about this very like very intense, complicated relationship, and then the grandma's like kind of like scolding her about it, which I thought was interesting. Right. Um, the I think the I think actually there might be one other thing that kind of threw me off. And it was a particular lyric that was a little. <laughs> it came off as a little Let crass. Me you. Yeah, dude. It just came. It it literally came out of nowhere. Okay. It, <laughs> I was like, whoa! It just I fucking noticed, hits you. I noticed you had that reaction. Yeah. But there's something like it's like next level intimate. Do you think? Do it's you think like that ne- he was saying like come inside you like not like literally ejaculating but like actually like. Like mentally or well, emotionally. I mean, yeah, it's obviously a sex thing, but but the I felt the underlying thing of the line is it's saying let's take the intimacy and the bond to that next ultimate level. Okay. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. That's what it was saying. I just I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you know what it was is I think the rest of the song leading up to that point. Well, I don't know. I was about to say I felt like it was a little bit more like subtle and like nuanced in the way it was speaking, but not really because SZA was very upfront with what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, fuck it. I guess you're right. I guess it's just my prude little mind that couldn't handle it the first time. Um, uh, yeah, man, get out of the fucking. What are you, John? Get, John get, Winthrop? Get into the gutter, John yeah, Winthrop. Get out of the Puritan age, man. Where, Damn, that yeah. was a that was a deep cut joke. Throwback, yeah, I don't know what percentage of our listeners are gonna get that. John, uh, it's American joke. history, you know. <laughs> Whatever, go check out a history book, says Rossi. I don't know. He's like American lit, you know. You'll yeah. you'll run across John Winthrop. Mm. Um, yeah. You say that so casually. It's not. It's not too obscure. It's a little bit, but not crazy obscure. Well, it's not like uh, maybe not for a well-read young man such as yourself. No, it's. You know what, Josh? I feel like there's about fifty percent more flirting in this episode than other episodes. Between us. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Which, like, I'm fine. I with. don't think we we've, we've <laughs> very we the flirting has been very low key until now. We've been trying to hide our yeah. intimacy yeah. on tape, <laughs> but now it's just come it's out. It's just all. Yeah. <laughs> we've been Sorry, trying to Eva. hide it. We've been trying to hide it for for seven episodes now, and episode eight's yeah. just the breaking point. <laughs> sorry, Eva. Sorry. We've been holding hands also, the whole time. Also, sorry, April. Uh, yeah, we've been holding. Uh, we've been holding hands. We haven't held <laughs> though. That's the next step. But mm. we haven't done that yet. I have um, to get real with you for. A... I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> Wait, are you getting real with me or with the with the listeners? No, it's with, it's with you. But okay. it's, it's gonna be on air. Okay. April and I are not together right now. Oh shit! I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Okay. Wait, does that mean that I can hit on you more then? <laughs> yeah. I oh can. yes. Okay. Well, that's that's all that matters, dude. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, is, we speak in Josh re- is going through it, but it's okay. Hey, I mean, we're real with our listeners, you know, yeah. whatever. 
It, by the way, uh, this isn't trying to get too political here, but uh, it's what day is it today? It's the fucking um, oh my recorder doesn't have a thing on it. Is it the, the it's fourth. the it's the fifth the fifth oh it was the fourth the fourth of October yeah um it's just a lot of shit going on in the world right now and uh, just want to say you know that uh, here on this podcast we're happy to just sit around and drink forties and have a good time and uh, you know help help you guys chill out after a really stressful crazy week so uh, yeah you know it's funny because someone was talking to me the other day and they're. And, well, actually, I was talking to them first, I should say. They they weren't a person that I was yelling at randomly. It was, like, an actual conversation we were having. Mm. And um, th- I was basically like, you know, what role in the world do artists have right now? Like, what can we do in the face of all this shit going down? And uh, she was basically like, you know, you just got to keep making stuff because, like there's gonna be sad times but you gotta have things that like can help people out with sad times and like just to not be so stressed out and yeah totally. be able to be able to um experience like joy and goofiness and shit and that's what i like to think that we do on this podcast is we just like hang out and have a good time yeah art, art 40s. Really, not even just art but for me music specifically like i i will it's a related point at the event i referred to earlier at the federal yeah i was feeling like pretty down like not down but just well fuck it i was yeah down so i was having it was a combination of like of april and i splitting and you know that i could describe that those feelings but that and then combined with the uncle of mine that I was close to that passed away. Oh yeah. I was having reoccurring dreams with him in the like the within the past week. Oh shit. So like I was just in like, you know, I was just going through it and the first band that played like I was able to just at a certain point I was able to just close my eyes and listen to the music. Yeah. And it just like I just felt better. I just felt like immersed in the sound and it helped. Yeah. And it's like hard to describe in other in any other words, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know, I think that musicians and artists are really important during this time because, like, you know, the world can suck sometimes, and like yeah. life can be hard. But I think that it's it's really important to have these things to be able to turn to, like in times of, of strife and in times of hardship, just to. You know, just to be able to hang out and, like, f- be a normal person, you know, and not be totally overwhelmed and just to not have to think about anything serious and just have a good time and listen to music you like or listen to other things or do other things you like. It's important, you know, because otherwise you get worn down and it's exhausting and, yeah. you know. So it's good to have it's good to have some goofy shit or some, in your case, uh, nice, uh, serious shit to listen to. Yeah. So, there is a little bit of goofiness to the songs, but there was also other emotions, and it was. Right. Just, I just really liked the music a lot. That of that one band, yeah. Miss the point. Check them out. Oh, mm. dude, that's the band I missed. Fuck. Yeah, they're really good. They're friends of ours, yeah. and uh, yeah, I really wanted to hear them. But shout out to Vista Point. Next show you play, I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna definitely catch you guys' set. I'm not gonna be a dick and miss out like I did this last time. <clears throat> um, dude, how much of your forty do you have left? 
Um, one final chug. What about you? Uh, got about a <laughs> quarter chug. You wanna cheer? Here you go. Hey, cheers to the world not blowing up and everything <laughs> being pretty great. <sighs> oh yeah, some some good tasting. It is done. Good tasting Corona. Well, uh, do you want to do rankings here? I realize we haven't yeah, done so this we yet. Got, <coughs> oh, well, wait. You did. You, well, you did. You, you did your ranking last time first. Okay. So I want to do it first and see how close I get to yours. So the last one, um, it was the SZA song. Um, oh shit! Did I, I already? Wow! What an asshole! Wait, hold on. No, I was calling myself an asshole, not you. Um, Love galore. Love galore. Okay. So I would say out of these songs, I think Love Galore was definitely top. I think we both agree with that. Amazingly enough, I would put the fucking Chainsmoker Coldplay song second. Something just like this. Yeah, which, like, again, I did not think it would be that high on my list tonight. Um, I think third would probably be... Oh, man. You know, last time I think our top two were tied, and this time our bo- my bottom two are definitely tied. Between the fucking... Uh, between What Ifs and Thunder... I really don't know which would be last. I kind of am leaning towards Thunder being last, though. Only because I think it just was generic, like, top 40s fair. Whereas I think that at least the other song had, like, some interesting elements. It had a little bit of things I could I could enjoy about it. But I think the Imagine Dragon ones, again, unfortunately for me, it just didn't quite, didn't quite cut it for me. So I concur. Yeah? Totally. Was that was that your list too? That was another nail on the head. Damn. It was two for Yeah. It was two for SZA was for sure one and yeah. then Coldplay slash Chainsmoker was two. Mm-hmm. And then I was like I was like, oh man, how do I figure out which one is three and four? But I think <laughs> I, I think I would give a slight edge to the country song. Yeah. To the uh, what ifs. Just barely though. I didn't really like that one or the <laughs> or the Imagine Dragons didn't really like too yeah. much, but I think it's yeah. a, I think it's good to know though that the Imagine Dragons song this week was definitely more bearable than the first one. Um yeah. I think that this one was a little bit more interesting than Believer. Um, which is weird because Believer is still like in the top ten after oh, all yeah, these weeks. Fuck it is. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um but I could see why this would be lower, just because I think it's like it stays in the same key the whole time. It kind of hangs out, doesn't really go anywhere. Um, the other song at least moves around a little bit, and it's a little more dramatic of a key. But anyway, whatever. Imagine Dragons, you're still you're still pretty pretty a okay in our book. No, not in mine. Oh, just kidding. Sorry, Josh hates you. I don't. I just don't like their music. Josh, uh, <laughs> uh, semi passionately doesn't approve of you. <laughs> That's a more accurate way of putting it. I'll be cool. Like we can party and shit, but I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm gonna. I w- well. Okay. The way that I feel about <laughs> things is like. Are you trying to make things up to them if they no, 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 want to no. party with you? No, 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 no. No, not that at all. It's okay. more like. It's more like. Like among friends. I'll, I'll, like, give my true feelings about things I don't like. Right. But to people's faces, it's like, I'm not dishonest, but I will I will omit every negative thing I could say about them. <laughs> okay. I totally omit, and I just say the one positive thing I can. 
It's like, try to be nice. I don't like to upset people. I can just imagine you're at a party and, like, you're talking to somebody and they're just like, so, uh, I really like that new Imagine Dragons song, huh? And you're like, yeah, that pre-chorus, man. It's really great. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that one line, I like that melody a lot. Those harmonies are, the so- I forgot whatever I liked, but... Anyway, I wow, there's, nice there's a lot of M&Ms in that punch bowl, huh? You want to yeah. try to grab some? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I have some, like, liquor in my car if you want to take a shot. There you go. There you go. Don't drink too much, kids. Stay in school. Stay in school. Um, anyway, well, I think yeah. that's I think that's about it for this episode of 40s and 40s. Yeah. Um, yeah, tune in next week. We will uh, be covering more hits from the Billboard Top 100. And Holy fuck. What's that? We're almost at 40. We are almost at 40. What was the last one? 35? The last one? Oh, we are... We're pretty deep in the We're 40s. there, dude. It's like... We're pretty much there. So, well, we can talk about this later, but yeah. that's that's kind of the next question is, uh, where do we go? Do we keep going? Well, do we, we to... stop? Do we go into old? Do we go into potentially, like, year by year right. top 40s? Because that could be fun. It's going to be... We either just go past the 40, we just go to the 100... Yeah. Or or we got to go in the past. Yeah. One of the two. You know, uh, maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll have our listeners just comment and uh, they can tell us what to do. Because yeah. I I personally think it'd be more fun for you know our listeners to tell us what to do next. I think it'd be cool to see what they want to do. Tell us what you want. We just want to please you. That's all we want, baby. We just want to please you. If that means Seth getting down to his burger box, <laughs> burger boxers, <laughs> burger so boxers. I would do that. I'll I would do I'll that. Take some, uh, I'll take some waist down photos for you, ladies <laughs> and men and LGBTQ. Dude, just just everybody, anybody, everybody, everyone and anyone. We will uh, we we will take photos. Asterisk. Did I say probably that right? not. I'm like I'm like slightly buzzed. I, I'm like shocked. I think I got that right. Yeah. I think I did. Wait. What? Get what? Right. The, the LG. Yeah. LGBTQ. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I know. You that's it. how I know. I said it right. I was. That's. I'm impressed with you myself. Shit. See, so see, we're buzzed, but we mm. still care about about non-binary. That's right. And everything else, asexual. Whatever. Everything else, yeah. every spectrum. Uh, you could go full David Bowie. We would gladly support you. In fact, if you are David Bowie, um, let us know where you've been the last he's, couple months. We need you. We need you on Earth. He is smiling down on us right now. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that David Bowie never died, and he just was, like, done with planet Earth, and he just moved on to the next planet. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, thanks for listening in. We love you. And um, stay fly, and we'll uh, see you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah.